Welcome to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your podcast host. Today, we have the third of a three-part segment on scaling a franchise. What is scaling a franchise? What are the different ways in which it can be done? And what does that mean to you as a franchise owner? To help us understand all of this, we are pleased to have a special guest joining us to help us take a deep dive into this topic. But before we do that, we have to let you know who we are first. FranCoach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals who are interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with over 500 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 60 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And our goal of the Franchising 101 podcast series is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. So that's a bit about us. Now let's talk about how you can grow your franchise. Um, To help us with this topic today, we are very excited to have a special guest. Mr. John Doblebauer is the Director of Franchise Development for Grounds Guys. And Grounds Guys, if you don't know them, they are a full-service lawn care and landscaping franchise and one of the 17 U.S.-based franchises that are part of the home service giant Neighborly Brands. John, thanks for joining us today. Perfect, Tim. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, good. We're uh, we're looking forward to picking your brain here. Um, and this is, uh, again, kind of part three of our series on scaling a franchise and how to do that. And, and we want to um, talk a little bit about this. But first, I always want to point out that um, not every franchise owner has the desire to grow and expand their franchise beyond one unit. And we wanna make sure people know that is 100% okay. Some of the happiest franchise owners we've ever, ever run across are single unit owners and, and that that's hitting your goals, that's perfect. But for many people, the desire and the and and want to grow bigger is is definitely there, um, and the long term benefits of doing so are 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 there, but rarely do people understand what that looks like. Um, our first two um, segments in this series: first, we discussed how a non retail based franchise can grow, and then in part two, we talked about how to scale a retail or a brick and mortar franchise. But today is the one that people don't think about very much, and that is becoming a multi-brand franchise owner. Um, sounds a little crazy, but um, this this happens, and probably a lot more than people people realize. Wouldn't you agree, John? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, it, <laughs> So it's actually one of the things that Neighborly was kind of built on, uh, Tim. We you know, you kind of alluded to the fact that we have these 17 different service brands. Uh, but the reality is, in my mind, there's really kind of three ways to grow a franchise. Uh, one, you could do it sort of geographically, right? You could go and pick up more territory and kind of expand the footprint. Uh, number two, Tim, you could go through and open the same concept, uh, but just in a different market and in a different city or, or whatever that looks like. Uh, for you. But the third way that people don't think about is opening a different concept in the same market that they already have different customers. And so uh, that's one thing that Neighborly has done really well. Uh, In fact, I'll I'll tell you a story, Tim. 
our uh, current CEO, okay, his name is Mike Bidwell. He's actually well known as being the first franchisee uh, within Neighborly to own multiple concepts. Uh, he owned a Rainbow International, which is our fire restoration brand. And he also owned a plumbing uh, franchise called Mr. Rooter Plumber uh, and ended up being wildly successful, uh, sold those businesses and then moved corporately with us. So it's been in our DNA since since the very beginning. Awesome. No, that's cool. And and the and obviously there's there's a couple of different ways to do this, right? And and one of the reasons and, and again, thank you for for being on with us today. But one of the reasons we wanted to talk because it's we know it's very common with with neighborly and again 17 different home service brands i mean some people probably even myself would be like how do you get 17 different things within a home service but there's really that many different kind of niches within it um obviously there's some there's some synergy when it's a two different home service brands if i trust you to come into my house to um to to do to you know to, to fix something repair something build something fix my AC, I might also trust you with, with, with something else, right? Um, so you get that kind of shared shared marketing, but some of the economies of scale from a marketing and staff and resource perspective comes into play a great deal with this as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I would think about it like this, you know, you've got the buying power of 17 different brands, right? So, uh, and I know specifically I'm talking about the home service space right now, Tim, but the reality is Neighborly has 4,500 different franchise owners across all those different brands, right? Well, that's a lot more powerful than going with 200 owners for one of the individual brands when you go and negotiate discounts and rebates and all that sort of stuff uh, on behalf of all the franchisees with all the different vendors that are out in the space. And so, you know, neighborly, the, the way that it's really sort of made their niche is that we we target the same customer, okay? It's typically your more affluent residential type customer. And a good example would be uh, like Ground Skies, the, the brand um, that, that I represent. We're a full service landscaping brand, uh, but our target customers are the exact same customers that you would get with the Mosquito Joe right? We're still doing the services on the outside of their home. They're still the same client. They still don't want to be uh, going out and doing these services on their own, or sometimes they can't do these services on their own and they're still all essential services. So I think that there's definitely some correlation when you combine the industry experience itself. But to your point, Tim, it's not it's not just that. I mean, a lot of people want to go through and diversify into completely different things. So whether it's a, you know, grounds guys landscaping brand to get that consistent cash flow and that recurring revenue, and uh, you don't have the brick and mortar establishment, so you don't have the high rent cost and all that, maybe that's one aspect. And then on the completely opposite side of the spectrum, you want to go and start a Taco Bell and you want to have the brick and mortar establishment and you want to put the sign up and kind of uh, <laughs> if you put it, they will come that that sort of mentality. And uh, and the reality is you can do both in franchising. And that's one of the very powerful things about franchising is once you learn the different systems that they have in place right from the franchisor's perspective, it's really pretty easy to scale. And really the, and it, I know it's cheesy, cheesy when we say this sometimes, but the sky is the limit, 
right? And it, it, it's funny you mentioned the, the the Taco Bell. We had we had some some guys we worked with a couple of years back, and you know people sometimes think you know that maybe want maybe want something bigger, but but can't quite do it yet. These dudes started out of college, um, and they they owned a carpet cleaning business, and they were they were everything. They were on the machine cleaning the carpet, um, running the business, the sales, the marketing, all this stuff. And it kept growing and then they're hiring people and they're expanding. Uh, and then they started another business. And then next thing you know, they had their first literally Taco Bell. And at some point ended up with, with over 50 Taco Bells um, that just started from, you know, two college buddies uh, running, running a carpet machine cleaner. Right. And again, it really can continue to grow, whether that's there's synergy in something like with multiple neighborly brands, or again, they're the most, random things possible you're diversifying it's no different than we do in our you know in, in our investments if it's in our 401k or whatever we're doing we're trying to diversify so when one's up the other one's down we're tapping into different markets um it, 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 it it's real to me it, it's maybe the most exciting way people can grow grow their business um and then uh, to me one of the, the cool pieces of this too just as you grow um always want to look at kind of what that exit strategy is but the legacy aspect can really come into play with this as well getting getting family getting kids involved um with one or one or more of the businesses down the road as well um is that something you guys see with neighborly or just even with your experience in franchising that you see happen quite a bit in that situation yeah absolutely i mean here's the reality breaking into different brands different concepts all it does really tim is it gives you different options uh in the future so you know you're speaking about uh exit strategies and, and exit planning well you know, let's say you built up one of these businesses where it was cash flowing and you were more of a passive type guy and and, um, and you're sort of relying on that passive income in retirement. And then you have uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, a more active brand, right? And, and you're getting ready to retire. You don't really want to deal with the active brand anymore. It, here's the thing. You can go through and sell it and then get that positive cash flow. You can go through and pass that on to your kids. It gives you all the different options that you have in play um, where you can, you know, you get the best of both worlds, really. Hey, here's kind of the way I think about it, man. I'll use the granddaddy of all franchising, McDonald's. Okay, so really, Tim, the way it works is it's guys like me and you, they decide to go start a hamburger shop, but Instead of branding under the name Tim's Burgers, they brand under the name McDonald's and they use the systems, the coaching, the tools, the support, the buying power, all those different things to create a multi-million dollar business, right? Here, here's my question though, Tim. When is the last time you walked into a McDonald's and you saw the owner standing behind the counter? <laughs> uh, probably, maybe never. Um, right, I mean, College, because I remember the owner because he was one of our, our boosters on the basketball team. But I'd rather not tell you how many years ago that was that I was in 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 in, in college, right? But you but but you're right. You don't. They're not there. Yeah, I, I, and here's the thing. Okay, it's all about the systems that you have in place. Business is business. Okay, I don't care if it's a grounds guy's business. I don't care if it's a McDonald's business. At the end of the day, it's all about delivering exceptional customer service 
and doing it in a profitable way. And once you figure that out, right, with the help of a franchise or with the help of the different systems that are in place, then you can go through and scale into other concepts. The best franchisees that we have, frankly, Tim, they'll tell you it's the guys that just go through and follow the system. But here, here's the other thing I'll tell you. Okay. The same guys that are wildly successful, they go through and follow the system two or three years from now, Tim, they get bored. Why? Because they, they have the business running, right? It, it's, it's going, man. These guys are looking for the next challenge, the next opportunity. And you're exactly right. The, the sky is the limit. So what do they do? Okay. Instead of going and just rinsing and repeating with the same concept, a lot of these guys say, I want a new challenge. I want a new concept. I want a new system. And I'm going to go through and fully embrace that for the next, you know, two or three years and get it on autopilot and move on. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. It's, it's I think sometimes people think of get in the real estate world and go, Oh, I've got some, got some rental properties or whatever. And you, well, it's, it's getting that first one. And then, well, I've got the first one. Now I got to, you know, kind of have an understanding. Well, let's get the second and the third. And, and it's hard to imagine, you know, well, geez, I want to have a rental portfolio of, of 20 houses. That seems like a lot, but you just have to get the, you get the first one. And because you've not done it before. And, and so many, of the folks that that we work with, and I know you do too, are are kind of first first timers coming out of, coming out of the corporate world, and that the, the the corporate world it's like it kind of beats you down, right? And and all you think is what 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 your worth is of your your job title in the corporate world and your salary, and I don't care what your job title is in the corporate world, it's not better than the job title of owner that's first and and then second whatever that income is in, in the corporate world it's so easy to make that up in in the franchising world right and you may get to get to that point i always say that people have two numbers that you want to get to how much money do i need and how much time do i want to work and if you when you hit that if you're good keep going stay right there right there's nobody on on, on the, the franchise side going well geez tim we need 20 percent increase every year just so you can keep your job this this, this isn't the corporate world this is your business if you're happy keep it but unlike the corporate world you can't say hey i want to increase 20 percent and double my my revenue or or it, i can't keep going up the ladder in the corporate world there's a there's a ceiling to it there's just absolutely no ceiling with this. And I know that sounds scary sometimes to people at the beginning, but we see it so many times where you get in there and you got it figured out. And then you just like you said, what's next? Well, what's next is whatever the heck you, whatever the heck, whatever the heck you want it to be, and then be able to build and grow from there. So, um, yeah, I, very cool, man. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say, man, I, I, I think you're exactly right, Tim. Um, you know, here's the reality. It's really about how do you figure out if it's time to make a change, whether you're, let's say you're a current franchisee and you're thinking about making a change by adding a different brand or a new brand, right? Or maybe it's, you know, you, you don't own any brand right now. It's kind of the guy you were talking about and he's sitting in the corporate world. Here's the reality. It's really pretty simple. Okay. If you were to lay out all of your dreams and goals, all of your needs in life and all of your quality of life objectives. Okay dreams and goals, needs and quality of life objectives. And you ask yourself, if I continue operating right now the way I am, 
for the next three years, like I've operated for the past three years, am I going to be on track to hit all of my needs, uh, all of my needs, all of my dreams and goals, and all my quality of life objectives? And if the answer is yes, then great, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, but what do you think most people's answer is, Tim? <laughs> it's going to be a big old fat heck no. Exactly. So, but but here's the thing. Okay, when you get to that point, you really only have two two options in life, Tim. Either one, you're going to make a change, or two, you're going to get, you're going to essentially give up on your dreams and goals, right? What do you think most people do, Tim? They 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 give up. Yeah. Did you know that I think I was I was talking to a mentor. Yeah, don't quote me on the exact percentages, but I think he was saying that uh, he read a study. It was ninety six percent of people believe that they are going to retire financially independent by age sixty five. Okay, <laughs> you know how many people actually do, Tim? Uh, I'd probably reverse that percentage. It's five percent. Yeah, five percent. So. You know, there, there's this big disconnect in my mind where people believe that they're going to get where they want to be, uh, but they don't see, they don't know the path, right? And nine times out of 10, what's standing in their way is is just false assumptions. False assumptions like I can't make more money with the franchise than I make in my corporate role because I'm making, you know, $300,000 in my corporate role. The reality is, the sky is the limit. You can build these businesses up substantially, Tim, as you well know. Yep. Yeah. No, one, it's the, you know, if, if you look at people in kind of that 1% income bracket and not everybody wants to be there, that's okay. Right. But, but how many of the people in there are em employees versus entrepreneurs um and it's it, it is incredibly skewed towards the entrepreneur at that that at that side of side of the way right um that's that's where the the not just kind of the the income but i always go back go back to that exit strategy piece right is you've got a business or businesses that down the road when you're done when you really are ready to retire um whether that's at 45 or 75 you've, you've got something you can sell all the money you've made along the way it's like that that corporate vp well great you were making one hundred fifty thousand dollars, but when they're done with you or you're done with the job you, you don't get to post that on like you know let me let me post that on career builder and see how much somebody will come buy my position for me right can't do that you can't say hey i've got i'd love to pass this on to my kid can't do that either it's you've just walked away with what what you made up to that point and that's pretty much yeah it. um I, tim here here's the way i think about it. you know you talk about exit strategies i mean here here's my thing uh i'll use an analogy for you what's the point of climbing any mountain tim uh getting to the top is it to get to the top or is it to get to the top and back down safely Okay, you know more people die on Everest on the way down than on the way up, right? But but here's the thing, man. We are so in the mindset of, hey, I got to I got to stay in this role. I've got to you know check these boxes. I've got to get to retirement so that one day I can stand at the top of the retirement mountain and say, I've made it. You know, I have a million dollars, right? They don't think about what happens the the day they make it. Okay, the reality is you got to come back down the mountain. 
You got to come back down safely. And if you don't have a plan in place, whether that's sell the business, whether that's leave a legacy for your kids, whatever that means to you, um, you know, I would just encourage your listeners to to think about it more than anything, right? Uh, because yeah. the reality is, I you know, I, I don't know one person throughout all of human history that uh, that 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 has made it out of this thing alive, right? Everyone is going to die at some point. <laughs> Um, and so really it's, it's, how are you going to live your life in the interim and, um, and, and, and what kind of decisions are you going to make to lead a successful family or successful life? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Are there anything when, when you're looking at potential franchise owners, are there any, I guess, traits, um, background, skill set, experiences that you think might lend itself more for somebody being a multi-brand franchise owner versus somebody that would just be a really good single unit operator? Yeah. So, well, I think that's an excellent question. Uh, here's the reality. I think people that are good single unit owners could be good multi-unit owners, could be good multi-concept owners. I, I, again, I think it kind of relies back on your goals and what you ultimately see for your life. All that being said, what, what I've seen very successful uh, people do, uh, especially coming from the corporate side, typically these guys have uh, a large amount of sales experience. They can go out and be the face of an organization, right? Um, and then they can be a people person. They can go and drive teams and, and do all those sorts of things. Uh, it's not necessarily about the individual industry, in my experience, Tim. Uh, it's not necessarily about the individual industry. It's not about the technical experience that are involved in you know mowing grass or, or whatever the uh, franchise concept is. It's more of a mindset of, hey, can I go out and be that client-facing people person? Uh, because if you can do that with the grounds guys, very likely you can do it with Mosquito Joe. Very likely you can do it with Taco Bell and and, and everything else. Make sense? Yeah, 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 totally. And 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 then I, and I think that's you know you then you just roll that in, roll that into leadership. And because essentially as you're as you're growing and expanding, you better be able to build a really good team that can represent what you want with with the business. And 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 you you said it at, towards the beginning like the biggest reason why somebody's going to be a successful franchise owner has nothing to do with anything that's on the resume. It's can they follow a plan? Will they follow a plan? Because you already have it laid out as the franchise, find the right match and then basically don't screw it up. Right. So, um, which is sometimes people can get, get, get in their own way on that, but it's, it's really, it's really that simple, um, with, with, with all of this. So, um, John, cool stuff, man. I'm I uh, and, and I appreciate you talking to us and uh, about this. And, and it's one of those things where I think it's for for people thinking of franchising or even wondering if it's the right fit. I, I don't want talking about multi brands and having you know five of these and three of these and four of those to sound too daunting. Nobody is starting with five of these, three of these, four of these. They're starting with one and growing and building from there. But we want people to know you can grow it and build it to whatever the heck you want. And this is a um, another way and, and frankly, I think a pretty pretty cool, exciting way to be able to do that long term. So thanks for thanks so much for coming on with us. Yeah, today. absolutely, man. I certainly appreciate it. And uh, 
and and I look forward to continuing the conversation. I hope you have me back one day. Awesome. Well, well, don't 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 threaten me like that. We will definitely do it. So this has been this 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 has been awesome. Uh, and uh, and for all of our very loyal podcast listeners out there, we hope the Franchising 101 series continues to pro- provide insight into the amazing possibilities that can be achieved as a franchise owner. Please uh, be sure to subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you never miss another episode. You don't know when John's going to be back on. I don't want you to miss it. Um, And if you'd like to learn more about becoming a franchise owner, um, whether that's single unit or your own 100 or something down the road, let's schedule a brief introductory call. Click the link in your podcast window or find us online at francoach.net. There is never any fee for our service, so we encourage you to take that first step today to help create your better tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow. 